Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Because something I I see is like sometimes when women get in relationships, Mm -hmm. they forget about their friends, right? And it's like you spend all your time with the person that you're with. And that's great because you you need that time as well. But you still need that companionship with other women. It's the girl CEO show. Run it up. Always on the grind. You already know what's up. Everything from dating to life in the business. Covering it all like a boss. Come and get this. It's the girl CEO show. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the girl CEO show. I'm Ronnie Brown and I'm here with my good girlfriend, Kiara. <laughs> Are you excited to be here today? I am. I'm so excited. I'm always excited to be around you, Ronnie. It's always a good time. Listen, I'm so pumped to have you on here because you are just changing the game with everything that you're doing. Um, why don't you take a moment to just tell everyone who you are and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I'm Kiara Great Lutza of Charm City Buyers out of Baltimore. We are buying up Baltimore, right? Really looking to transform the community, transform the neighborhoods, and do so the right way. And for me, that means being able to invest in real estate and properties and neighborhoods with the community first in mind. Uh, We have some really exciting projects doing a 54 unit new construction um, development. Wow. 54 townhomes. So really being able to, you know, talk about it and do that online and social media, but be about it and, and get the work done. Love it. So where did you grow up at? So I grew up actually in, um, are you familiar with Lincoln University, the school? No. So it's HBCU, the first. Um, And so I grew up a few blocks away. So I grew up listening and hearing parties from the um, from the school um, and actually grew up on land that in the 1820s my family owned. We had our own town called Hensonville. So I grew up around tons of family in Pennsylvania um, and was able to kind of take a lot of that and apply it to a lot of what I'm doing now. So that story just kind of came full circle. It's like growing up, you're, you know, you live with your family and mm-hmm. you guys live on that land that you own. It's like now you are developing property. So how does this little girl yeah. that grew up, you know, with her family end up in Baltimore building, you know, 50 unit right. developments? Right. So um, I grew up about an hour from Baltimore. So I used to go to Baltimore every summer. We used to come down and eat and get seafood and all that good stuff. Um, but growing up and watching like farmland being sold and houses being built and all these different things kind of put that in me. So I've always wanted to invest in real estate. So I said, when I graduated college, I wanted a dog and I wanted to buy my first house. (laughs) So I did both, uh, within the first year of graduating college and just kept going and never, I was never raised with ceilings existing. Like there was no limits to what I could do. So I just kept raising them. Love it. And, you know, one of the things that I just kind of wonder, like, looking at what you're doing from the outside, it looks extremely hard. You Mm -hmm. know, buying a community and building a community, 50 units, and you guys have developed so many different properties right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, really focused on development in Baltimore. Is that by choice or just 
By chance. Yeah. So definitely by choice. So we saw that there was a ton of opportunities and knew that we could fill it ourselves and be able to like open the doors to so many other people to, to do the work as well. This year and coming years, I think you'll see us do more stuff outside of Baltimore okay. as well. Yeah. Which, which we're really excited about. Um, but for now, Baltimore, it fills so many gaps, right? It's so, it, there's so much culture. It's a lot of fun. There's so many misnomers and, and things that folks don't know and understand about Baltimore. Um, the wire got us wrapped up for a real long time. Okay. And so, um, it's nice to be able to have the opportunity to change that narrative and show folks something different about Baltimore. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm from the DMV and mm-hmm. like, we went through this thing with Baltimore where, since like 2009, everyone was like, buy in Baltimore, buy right. in Baltimore, it's coming, it's coming. We was like, and it's never, it was like, it's never coming. Like, right. when is it coming? And I, I feel like now the transition is finally happening. Like, mm-hmm. from like 2019, 2020 and up, I'm seeing people moving to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing people investing in Baltimore. But there is still so much abandoned, mm-hmm. you know, property in Baltimore. And back when, you know, I was looking at units in Baltimore, they were like, you can get a house for like $1,000. And that was a fact. And that was a fact. <laughs> yes. Is that still the case? So $1,000, no, not okay. anymore. Um, there has been a lot of developments, areas that were completely industrial or was all vacant now. You can't get anything for less mm-hmm. than $800,000 or more. Um, but now we're seeing that happening in neighborhoods that have been the hood for a real long time Mm. and so that's bringing up tons of people to baltimore from dc and philly and new york and everywhere else which is great um and yeah so i think baltimore it's it's been a conversation for a long time but baltimore is actually a really big city and so now we're able to see things moving and flowing uh a lot more across the city than just in certain towns and neighborhoods so you would say that right now Baltimore is the place to go if you're looking to invest. Yeah, absolutely. So Baltimore, there's so many developments. There's literally billions of dollars being spent in Baltimore from a development perspective. And the way development works, it takes like two to three years from when we're first talking about it to actually seeing it on the street a lot of times. So folks investing in Baltimore right now are setting themselves for long-term success. So uh, if you're coming in to flip, right, you really need to know what you're doing because you have to be in the right spot. But if you're thinking long-term, Baltimore is a really great place to be. And I tell people all the time, like, take your time Mm -hmm. and learn about real estate before you get into it. Yes. You know, you can learn the smart way and have like a mentor and take your time and ease into it. Um, Or you can learn the hard way. Yeah. And that's jumping in and... You know, you may end up losing some money, being taken advantage of. I learned the hard way. Yeah, you know? most people do. And I'll be very clear. We went to the school of hard knocks. We didn't have mentors. YouTube wasn't doing what it's doing now when we started 10 years ago. So I've written them checks and yeah. felt that leave the account and not come back <laughs> until later. So I know what that feels like. And so people do need to understand you're going to pay one way or the other. You're going to pay to learn how to do it right with and be guided by the right people. Or you're going to be pay to figure it out the hard way. And that's very expensive in real estate. Um, It's not rare to find people that lost $100,000 or more trying to figure it out. There's a better way, right? And we've done a lot with making sure folks know that that way exists and creating that path for tons of people to to invest in Baltimore and beyond, um, because that's really important to me. But yeah, folks really need to understand you're going to figure it out the easy way 
or the hard way. And the hard way is a heck of a lot more expensive than anybody could charge you for, for mentorship or guidance or whatever. Yeah, I'm just really happy to see people kind of going to Baltimore and buying. Yeah. You know, my best friend just bought a house in, in Baltimore. Yeah. And I'm just seeing her and she's looking at properties and she's a real estate agent as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, is Baltimore kind of coming up right now? And then I see you like, yeah, you know, we are developing this mm -hmm. 50 something unit townhouse development and I'm like okay you know you don't yeah. see um a lot of black women mm. building developments like communities right at one time um how did you all get to the point of going from doing flips mm -hmm. to actually developing communities like what does that really look like yeah so we started buying rental property like just did one and kind of kept continue to build that so we had the foundation of rentals and then we got into flips then we did the block in baltimore where we bought a bunch of vacant houses on in uh, a block two sides of one street um, and then came the opportunity to work on another block project with another developer and then do it on our own. So there's a pathway, right? And it's been 10 years of figuring it out and learning and buying and investing. Um, but the development project, we had to respond to an RFP um, and do a proposal and pitch and wow. really show that, that we could do it. Uh, we won um, the RFP with developers who have been in Baltimore doing this for decades and um, for people who don't know because some people like yes. they don't some sometimes we don't know <laughs> some people don't know what an rfp is yes. i know what an rfp is but can you tell yes. the viewers a little bit about how yes it works, how that is? so an rfp is a request for proposal so that means that the city basically said or a city organization said hey we have this land um, we have a general idea of what we want to happen, but we want developers to come in and, and create that vision and tell us what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, um, and give us a price for it, how much yeah. you tend to pay. And so um, so we went through that process, um, us, our team, and then a bunch of other developers, and, and we had the best um, proposal. We had the best idea, the best plan, and over... The time since we've done that, it's been really putting all the pieces together because it's a lot that goes into these types of projects. So, you know, in a couple of years and maybe, you know, two, three years, you guys will see all the whole neighborhood. And, you know, we named the entire um, neighborhood, which is really cool. Um, Can we know what Yeah, it's called Eager Landing. Okay. Um, Why did y'all name it that? So it's actually in between two neighborhoods. Okay. Um, so Eager Park and uh, Broadway East Community. And it's like a bridge um, okay. between the two. So we call it Eager Landing as kind of a, a bridge between two neighborhoods. One that had gotten tons of investment and tons of eyes and another that had been overlooked for a really long time. So we're able to bridge that gap. And then so many people don't know mm -hmm. about these RFP processes and, and, plot, and applying and, mm -hmm. you know, pitching, like, where do they go to, like, find these RFPs if they're trying to get into the game? Yeah, so um, there's one part of Baltimore that's very much you got to know somebody who knows somebody, yeah. right? So I'm going to be very clear about that. But also the city puts out RFPs all the time. So if you're connected, so in Baltimore, but really any city um, anywhere, their housing department is going to you know, release RFPs that either has property or land that you can do a proposal and respond to. And so in that RFP and the request for proposal, they'll outline exactly what they want to see in your proposal. Mm -hmm. So make sure you check the box and, and do all of that, but make sure you're also telling a story and, you know, giving people something that they can advocate for and really believe in. Yeah, one of the things that I hear about operating in real estate, especially mm -hmm. as a woman, 
is contractors. Mm-hmm. Is, is this real or are people just making this up? Absolutely not. There, there is no <laughs> doubt. There are a, quite a few contractors in Baltimore who will say, do not mess with Kira. <laughs> okay, let's, let's be very clear. So there was a time so in that 10 years. told them. Oh, they understand. Okay. Oh, I have a reputation. Tell us about the Oh, story. let's be very clear. So we've, it's been 10 years. And so I spent a long time, me and Khalil both, in building what, we've, what we're doing. So now I'm not scrapping with you in the middle of the street, right? Yeah. I'm past that. But there was a time, right? There, was a, there time. was a time. So for me as a woman in these, in these houses, these bandos, building stuff from the, from the bottom up, um, people got to understand that you're not one to play with and you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you can go toe to toe with anybody else in that house. And so sometimes when someone's new in the, in the house, they got to, you got to learn. And you're a woman. And I'm a woman. Operating in a male dominated industry. Absolutely. And so I know you talk a lot about like masculinity and femininity yeah. and, and kind of finding that flow, right? There was a time in our business where I had to, you know what I mean? Make sure people knew I wasn't playing. Like, and so, like you'll, you'll yeah, like and, and we'll be outside. <laughs> so like Michaela, so my nine-year-old daughter, she would hear me on the phone. She's like, oh, that contractor in trouble, huh, mommy? I said, she, he absolutely is. And so, yeah, there are a few over six feet, you know, right. two, 300 pound contractors that will tell you they are still afraid of Kiara and they should be. Give, give me the worst <laughs> horror story, contractor horror story. Um, so I think once, once they knew I wasn't one to play with, I became friends with everybody. Right. <laughs> so it's, you know, you just kind of have to make sure everybody understands position and then we're good. Um, but I've had contractors, you know, who, May have had good intentions, but have messed up with other people or robbing pe- Peter to pay Paul. And wow. therefore, you know, we're doing five houses with them. That's $100,000 of our money that yeah. disappears, right? So we've we've been through a lot of that. Um, or not a lot of that. We've been through that before. Yeah. <laughs> it don't take too many times to learn, to learn that lesson. Um, but, yeah, contractors are, are tough. A lot of contractors are really good at doing the work and not really great at running the business. And so yeah. you have to find that balance. And I learned that even more so when we acquired a construction company um, a few years ago to be able to transition from, yeah, you're great at doing the work, but we got business to do. And there's a certain way that we need to do that. And so we've been over the last uh, two years or so really making that that big transition with them as well. Yeah. And what's really interesting is that you talk about, you know, having to stay in your femininity, Mm -hmm. but then when you are in business, having to kind of let people know that they can't play with you. Right. And you don't find too many black women that can say, you know, we are building a, a 50 town home community. Right. You know, you see one and two Z flips, right. but to be doing business and investing in real estate on this level is unheard of. Um, how have you managed to stay in, in your femininity? Because of so many women, you know, we struggle with that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, when you're out here in the work world and you're running a business and you're an entrepreneur, you are going to be tested. Absolutely. And when you stand up for yourself, you know, you'll be. Right. right? Yeah. But if you allow people to take advantage of you, then you're a fool. It's Absolutely. like, how do you find that happy medium? Yeah. That's been a transition for me um, where even whether it's corporate or working in real estate and then coming home, right? And so you got to kind of turn it on and turn it off. Um, I'm in business with my husband as well, obviously. And so having that balance is super important, but also very challenging to strike consistently. 
Um, I think I'm much better at that now mm-hmm. where I've set boundaries to say I'm not I'm not even putting myself in a situation where I need to square up with a contractor. I'm not doing that yeah. no more. Like, that's just not... I don't need to do that anymore. Um, and so that's been really helpful. But I think it's important that we honor ourselves to say sometimes I have to do what I got to do, but also um, when it comes to business and finances and all that, but but also when you get home and lay down, that's exhausting. Yeah. Like, how do you serve yourself? What is your self-care? Do you, does that mean you got to get your hair and nails done just mm-hmm. to remember that you got it? Like, yeah. that's important. And so for me, I had to learn myself um, outside of the mom, the wife, the entrepreneur, the developer, and like, who is Kiera now after all this time? For me, it looks like um, boundaries. It looks like not needing to be involved in everything all the time. So even, you know, if there's a call, Khalil can handle it, or I got somebody else that can can do what they need to do. Um, Staying in my comfort zone. Sometimes it means getting cute and going out and going with the girls, right? Like sometimes it means, yeah, turn it up just a little bit. (laughs) Turn up just a little bit. But sometimes you have to do that just to remember who you are. Because I feel like for a while... Um, I was Charm City Buyers or I was Clothes Wife or I was, you know, the the girl fighting contractors at the houses sometimes and I, I needed to remember who Kiara was and I've spent the last couple of years doing that and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, you have to have that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people all the time, who your man gets at home, I don't believe that the public it's Absolutely. supposed to get that same person. Absolutely. So when we talk about, you know, femininity, uh, there's a certain level of femininity that you extend, but the femininity that you give to your man at home is totally different than the femininity that you give to men in business. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because you have to be guarded. You mm-hmm. have to have boundaries in place because mm-hmm. they're going to try you. Absolutely. If you find, they're going to try they're you. They're going to try you every time. They're going to try you, right? <laughs> every time. <laughs> so you have to have those boundaries yeah. in place. And then you also need to know how to turn it off. So when you're done, you know, leaving the project yep. and, you know, finishing the construction and you had a long day, um, what do you do to transition to get into that space? Like, I'm going home with my husband. Mm-hmm. I need to leave this at work. Right. How do you process it and what do you do? Yeah. So a lot of times nowadays, Khalil's kind of the one that's that's running out to the houses and, and doing all those types of things. I'm usually in my space. So okay. one thing that was really important for me was the environment, our household. So we moved and lived on the water so I could feel like have that flow. I'm a water girl. I'm a water what girl. Is your I'm a Pisces. I'm my birthday's okay. in March. Okay, so I'm I'm such a water girl. Yes. Like, it's something about being on the water that Absolutely. Just, soothes, just soothes my soul. It does. It really does. And then having like a morning routine. So not only do I live on the water, I have, you know, I'll do my walk with my dog and I'm going through my routine and I'm so just... So you giving rich on I'm giving, I'm giving everything. <laughs> I'm giving all of that. And so, um, and so that was really important to me to find her. Yeah. Right? And, and that was really helpful for me to find her. And so for Khalil, which is really interesting, too, because we've been together since I was 19, he was 20. Oh, wow. And so, you know, he and I are also have to continue to meet and learn each the other. The new version. The new version of every version that because we've been. Because let's be clear, yeah. there is a new version mm-hmm. after being with someone for how 10 years, 15 We've been years. married for 10 years and together for 15. Yeah. It's You're a not long the same time. person that not you were when you were 19 or 20. Not at all. We was what, in college. How like, did that happen? Like, yeah. what has that journey been like evolving? 
Yeah. It's, it can, it's a lot of fun, right? Because we genuinely like each other, right? So we're like genuinely friends, which makes everything else a lot easier, but it's challenging, right? Marriage is challenging anyway. Business is challenging anyway. Being a parent is challenging anyway. And then being together for so long through so many phases of life and just, you know, experiencing so many things, that's hard, yeah. right? Um, because you fall in love with the 1920 versions of yourselves and then have to continuously fall in love every single day for 15 years, right? Or most days, because let's be very clear, right? Most married people don't like each other every day, <laughs> right? But, but you know. Instagram will say Instagram, right. And but you know me, I'm not the Instagram is life girl, right? I'm gonna I'm give you a little bit of it all because it, it doesn't feel authentic to me to show up any other way. Um, but yeah, so you you don't like each other every day. And so you have to really work at it um, and be intentional about being true to who you are in this season and also acknowledging who your person is and learning and um, deciding to learn that person or to love that person through their journey as well. Um, so we committed and decided was like, we doing this thing we, to the wheels fall we off working together. We're going to make this happen. We're going to make it happen. And there's been plenty of times when we probably could have made other choices, but we didn't. Um, and so, you know, through this season, it's just been a lot of me finding myself and him finding himself and us both trying to honor each other through, yeah. through that journey. Do you feel like it's important for you to have your space sometimes? And do you give him his space? How do you all kind of flow through that? Yeah. So he's very much so wants his space. <laughs> <laughs> so he going to get his, I don't, I'm not annoying him, <laughs> but I'm, I, I like to, I'm extroverted. Okay. And so, and also, I I like people, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. But when you <laughs> like somebody, when I yeah, you like them. I like them. And you like come over here. I do. I wanna. I wanna like come snuggle with me. Yeah. So he does. He likes his um his space. I my space is usually like let me go on a trip. Let me go find hang out with my girls. Let's go somewhere meet other people. Be in a different environment. So we try to do them both. So he'll be in his space, and I'm like, let's go hop on a on a flight. So when is the last time you kind of like? Hopped on the flight and had a good time with your girls. With my girls, okay. um, so with my girls, I was supposed to go on a trip. It wasn't a flight, but we were going to New York, and then okay. we decided not to, and we just kind of hung out and had a, you know, had a little good time. Last fun trip. Last fun trip. We well, had a really good time. There's been so many. <laughs> we stay outside. Um, we just did a 18 hour trip to Atlanta. We flew in wow. in the morning, flew out in the evening, and had a ball all day long. So do you think it's important for married women that are in business or not even in business with their spouses to still have that girl time? How important is that? Yeah, girl time is so important. And I think I forgot about that for a little while. And I don't know if it was, you know, before COVID or around that time period, but I forgot how much I enjoy girl time. Um, so for me, it's, it's really important because um, otherwise you get into the, the hustle and bustle of, of the day and, yeah. and business and everything else. And you just forget to... Kiki and have a good time and and um, just enjoy that feminine energy. Yeah, because something I, I see is like sometimes when women get in relationships, mm-hmm. they forget about their friends. Yeah, right. And it's like you spend all your time with the person that you're with, and that's great because you you need that time as well. Yeah. But 
you still need that companionship with other women, right? Your friends, your sisters. Um, how have you been intentional about like, okay, I have my marriage over here, but I still need my friends over here. Yes, absolutely. So I still have friends from college that I knew and, you know, um, they met Khalil when I met Khalil, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's always been really nice. And then just building new relationships over time. I have a, a fun um, friend group that's also kind of in the social media, whatever world, but, um, and we always have a good time as well because we understand each other's day. Um, and then also can, can turn up at night because friendships can get a little weird, you know, as you grow Mm -hmm. and as you become who you are, it's like, I think for me, like I'm just at a place where if you too needy, I can't really be your friend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's true because if you're giving all day long, right. So for me, I'm a, I'm definitely a giver. I'll pour into other people, but if there's nothing pouring back into me, I don't have what I need to go and continue to do what I need to do. So really a lot of my girlfriends are that. So not like in a needy way, but just having someone's presence sometimes is refilling for me. Um, and so that's how my, my friendships have been, whether they be old school friends or some new friends, it's always been, you know, let's have a good time and fill each other up mutually and then go back into the world and sleep. And I just think it's really important that we have friends that have a life outside of the friendship. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're not, okay, you didn't show up here. Right. What you doing for breakfast? What you doing for lunch? Girl, you want to do happy hour like sis? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Relax. Relax. (laughs) Because as you are building, I mean, as you are growing, I think that, you know, something that I've started to notice even about myself, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because auntie getting a little old, all right, <laughs> 22, uh-huh, you know, 20, forever. 22 is a lot, <laughs> um, you start to feel like being alone and having that time to yourself, mm-hmm. uh, it just becomes such a just such a strong part of yeah, it comes sacred time. Discovery, like yeah. I used to spend so much time with people mm-hmm. and friends and here and there, and it's like now I just kind of love just getting that moment to myself, right? Getting up in my bed and having a hot cup of tea, right? Just maybe pulling out my laptop or reading a book and having yeah. that time. For me, it's just like I kind of need my moment now. Absolutely. Where before I could just be around people. 24 7 right have you felt a shift in your urge to be alone as you've grown as a woman yeah so my time that's that perfectly describes my morning right so I get up usually before everyone's up or while no one else is in the house and I'm walking I get my Starbucks do all that stuff and listen to my books I usually read like a book a week or um on audible and so that's my personal time that's my self-development time that's my reflection that's when I get the best thoughts and ideas um, so staying consistent with that is really important, but there's nothing like snuggling, right. Yeah. And, and just kind of enjoying your own, your own space. Yeah. And over the years, you know, you've been married for 10 years, mm-hmm. 10 years is a long time. It's a long time. It is a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you worked to keep your relationship together outside of business? Mm-hmm. You know, do y'all bring business home or do you like, okay, we are leaving this at the door. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to kind of keep business business and personal personal? Right. So we definitely bring business home. So I'm not going to pretend that we don't. <laughs> keep <laughs> we, it real. We, yeah, right. I'm going I'm to be honest. So we definitely bring it home. But I, I do think for us, it's when we leave town. So okay. Baltimore, I feel like all of Baltimore now feels like work to me. Right. Oh, wow. um, and so that's hard. Right. Um, and so... 
uh, even like going out to drinks or whatever and like people are like, oh, and they want to ask you about real estate stuff. That's that's challenging. Um, so that's why usually every couple of weeks I'm somewhere else. And that's usually where we can recharge each other and just be Chloe and Kiera and, and have a good time. So, um, yeah. So sometimes people are like, why are you never home? It's like, because I'm always on, right? Yeah. So I need to leave so I can turn it off and just relax. And then you guys have your daughter. And we have our daughter. Who's like, she's always with you all mm-hmm. on the scene. Mm-hmm. And so when you are traveling, are you taking her with you? So not on those times. When it's mommy and daddy time, she's going to stay at the house, right? Yeah. She's going to stay with my mom or his parents. We have a, a lot of support, my dad. Like, we have a ton of support um, in and around Baltimore for, for her. But she also knows, understands that mommy and daddy need their time. And, you know, it's date night or, or whatever is going on. Um, and she loves that. She yeah. thinks it's corny, but she thinks it's cute too. So. Yeah. And what are you doing to keep it spicy? Keep it spicy. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yeah, I mean, I think after 15, 10, 15 years, it's easy to get comfortable. Um, And so I try not to be comfortable, right? And, you know, keep it, switch it up every once in a while. You know, switch up the hair, make sure everything, you know, bling blah. I can be a lingerie girl. He's not. So, yes. Yes, I can be a lingerie girl. <laughs> I um, he likes the little like baby doll type stuff. I like you know some so more ladies. You they, know, ladies, get your lingerie. Yeah, switch it up. Get different stuff. See what's going on for the day. So, are you saying like you like to make him feel like he's dating multiple people, different hair, different looks? You kind of keep him. In I place. I like to make sure that he knows that anything that he can get anywhere else, I have all of that yeah. and more. And yeah. that's important, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes you get to hustling, bustling, working, you rolling over, you got that bonnet on. Right. You know, yeah. I've heard stories <laughs> where guys are like, you know, when I take you out, uh-huh. I don't want you to come home and wash it all off and take the makeup <laughs> off. It's like sleeping the makeup tonight. Like, I want to see you like this. Yeah. What is your take on that? So... So I will say, like, with the makeup makeup and stuff off, I look pretty much the same, right? Okay. So I think, so not to, you know, not bragging, but <laughs> but it don't switch, right? So she got it. <laughs> she got it. So, I mean, and I think that's something that I'm sure he appreciates as well. Because you got nowadays online, you have people doing the videos and they showing their before and after. I'm like, girl, keep it the at filters. the house. The yeah, filters the filters are crazy. Although I, I will, I'll at least do a Paris every once in a while, right? Yeah. So the filters are okay but but the complete switch up so um so again for me it's you know i i know who i am right it's about making sure that he does as well and so we we keep it keep it cute we keep it spicy keep it cute so you're still having sex on a regular basis i've never had a problem (laughs) in that department because i hear so many couples like you know we're not yeah there anymore yeah so you know when we talked about different seasons and choosing to stay together I think one thing that's always been helpful is that we've never had a problem with that yeah so it's not like we you know even we didn't like each other that just makes it a little bit more fun you know 
So how often do <laughs> girl CEOs need to be having sex with their husbands? OMG, Ronnie. Is it a one to three times a week or maybe a one to four or a one to two? How I feel like times? one stresses me out. <laughs> so like, I don't feel this one thing. I don't know what that's about. But What's um, the number that you yeah. think that women in business, if you're married, if you're with your man, whatever you got going on, how often... Do you need to the be? girls be doing it? Um, <laughs> so I mean, you got to know yourself. Some girls don't feel like they like it, right? Or like I've heard weird things. I've heard weird things, and it usually it's because you haven't explored yourself or you're not yeah. voicing what you need to your partner. But um, but for me, I our connection time is a release of like stress. So mm-hmm. if I'm stressed out or there's a lot going on, then we're going to have to increase frequency. And, you know, we meet each other where we are. So I'm definitely a no less than two, three type of girl. Okay, so you keeping it real spicy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that because I feel like you got to keep the romance yeah. romancing. 100%. Absolutely. Especially if you're always working and you work with your spouse. Because you, you have, have to remember, like, you have to different. make that connection on a different level. And so we happen to connect often. Often. It's the often for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad at you. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Where do you see yourself and your brand and what you all are doing in the next five years? What do you have on your dream board? Yeah, so um, so definitely expanding beyond Baltimore. Um, we still have work to do in Baltimore, but definitely looking forward to, to expanding to other cities. Um, we've been doing so well with our mentorship program, our Next Gen Accelerator, where they literally over the last 18 months invested $20 million in the Baltimore city. Wow. So we did kind of did some analysis and I'm pretty sure we're like top three and probably not number three of, um, residential buyers in Baltimore city. When we kind of take our whole sphere of influence into account, which is really wow. powerful and exciting. Um, so continuing to grow that. And um, we've had a lot of options and opportunities to do like some TV stuff. And so I think maybe in the next five years, being able to, to lean all the way into that. Okay, TV show. Mm-hmm. Maybe something I'll slight. some people out of business. Yeah, so. <laughs> something, something slight. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm really, really interested in knowing mm-hmm. is like how you plan on um, mentoring, mentoring other black women who yes. are trying to get into real estate, yeah. who are trying to take it to the level of being able to develop, you know, 50 townhome developments. Yeah. Do you have any mentorship programs currently? Yeah, so our Next Gen Accelerators are our flagship, focused on investing in real estate and particularly in Baltimore okay. to be able to say, here's the title company, the contractor, the block in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, to, to really focus on. So we can get into the nitty gritty and skip all that um, high level theory stuff and just get to action. Um, so Next Gen has been really important to us. Um, Khalil's really excited about something he's been working on putting together specifically around working with contractors and construction. So questions to ask, what's the process, you know, how you can know if you're being, you know, led the wrong way. So folks outside of Baltimore also can, can learn and um, feel more confident with those types of decisions and writing those big checks. Um, So that's really big. And then in general, honestly, I think showing up and being authentic and existing out loud is powerful for a lot of people, for your brand, like everyone, right? Just being able to show up and 
um, prove that it can happen becomes a really big barrier for a lot of people. So um, for me, being able to continuously show up in the different seasons I'm in, I think can be helpful for, for other women who are looking to go on a similar journey. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that I, I just think about is, like, it can be really intimidating mm-hmm. you know, on the outside. And mm-hmm. you guys kind of, like, cut the middleman out of the picture completely because you're like, we are starting our own construction company. We are not about to play these games right. with people, like, running off with the money and right. not doing the job right. Will your mentees have access to that to those contractors as well. Yes. So our mentees are the only people who even know what the company name is so wow. that we don't have people trying to, you know, we, we already had, it was already established business. So there's always already clientele. Um, but we haven't blasted who it is and given other people access outside of our mentees. So we're scaling with them and then going to scale outside of that as well. Cause we take care of home first. Yes. And, and for our ladies, how yeah. important is it to find a partner? Mm-hmm. Who can lead? Who who is intelligent? Do you think that that has been one of the biggest contributing factors to your success right now? Yeah, Chloe and I balancing each other, um, being able to you know each one of us being on first for different things at different times. That has been absolutely helpful. The only reason I'm in entrepreneurship and not still climbing a corporate ladder is because he planted that seed, right? Wow. Um, and so so I have to be grateful for that and. Um, being together gives us, opens up so many other doors. Now, at the same time, I think as a woman, right, women can, you can do it on your own, right? It's not like you have to wait, right? But it's all about having your team. So it's not like you have to go find a man so you can start buying houses. Oh yeah, right. absolutely not. Right, so it's like, you know, building your team and and having someone to build with. So if you're going to have a partner in general, whether you're, you guys are building houses or building a life or, you know, trying to raise a child together, you got to be building something. Like, what is it that you guys are doing and trying to accomplish together and both be on that path to make it happen? Um, that changed the ballgame for most women. When you have a partner that is really on the same page as you and you guys are working on and towards something together, there really isn't any limits because now all of those doubts and fears, you guys combat with each other and you can, sure. you know, really block the world out. And I think that's been really big for Chloe and myself. Our first, you know, five years or so investing, we weren't telling everybody, you know, it wasn't like an Instagram thing at that time. It was just us doing it together and, you know, keeping each other motivated versus having all the naysayers and everyone trying to plant fear within us. So it's been very helpful for us. And I think for um, for other women, having partners and people who believe in what you're trying to do is it's invaluable. You know, one of the things I just got to like pat you on your back about, girl, because you you definitely jumped out here with this one. You like we weren't even married and we were Mm -hmm. doing business together. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Our first our first house we bought, we were not married. Um, we bought a three-family um, rental property, did a $120,000 renovation. Were you scared? Of course. Okay. I, yeah, of course, because everything went wrong. Everything There were so many things that went wrong, and we just kept going. And really what we kept saying to each other is, like, the worst thing that could happen at 22 and 23 is we keep working like everybody else. Yeah. So it was like, you know, we kind of had that... Um, in the back of our minds. But yeah, we started started investing before we were married. Didn't do like, write it all out in ha- Yes, didn't okay. do none of that. Now. <laughs> okay, cause you know. Now. We gotta let the girl What I will say is, 
have your paperwork in order. Listen, girl CEOs, she's kind of going back on that. I am. I am. I absolutely (laughs) am. Right. And you know, I don't, I don't, you know, point my nose up at prenups and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, being able to start a business and life with somebody and not have an outline to say, what does this look like if this ain't this finna work. work. Yeah, yeah, that that's super important. Um, and do you kind of like now looking back? Is it like I don't care how much you love them? What's going I on? I don't give a. I don't care at all. I don't care at all because things change. Seasons yeah. change. People change. Circumstances change. Um, the whole world done turned upside down in the last couple of years. Like you don't know anything or um, anybody or anybody or anybody. And so yeah, I would be very. Um, a hundred percent. Write it all down. Be very clear. Um, because anything can happen at any time. That's for a bar. anybody. That's a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't play with yourself. So <laughs> twenty twenty three. Yeah. Kiara is definitely for paperwork. Twenty twenty three Kiara does not play games. <laughs> <laughs> she is not for the games. So boss women get married in, right now. Yeah. What would you say to them? Marriage is a business. Right. And so if you conduct your business in a certain kind of way, then you need to go into marriage in that kind of way as well. And and you don't have to be you can do it in like the right energy, but um, it's naive to go into situations and think that you are forever going to be the exception. So if you're going into business at that level, doing business to your spouse and everything, write it down. Because (laughs) things are changing. Things are absolutely changing. Let's just be honest. We are watching women killing it. Killing it, mm-hmm. but now you know women are paying twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month. And spousal support. Spousal support. Like tables have turned. Bro, you can't hold yourself up. <laughs> yeah, all those muscles. <laughs> We're not holding nothing. Like it's just, it's a different world, and it's a different, world. it's a different world. And you just, you know, we all want to make the best decision with the information like we have we at see the time. How men felt for all those years, right? Right. Like, yeah, I, I feel you that. Like, I feel you, bro, because it's real out here. It's real. Yeah. It's very, very real. And there's ways to not have to deal with those types of things. So yeah. if you know better, do better. So we telling you better. So do better. So how do you know when it's like the one? What are some signs that women can look for? It's like, okay, this is somebody I can trust. Yeah. This is somebody that I can rock with. Let's do business together. Yeah. So Chloe and I vibe really, really well. And I know it has to be more than that, but we... um we connected immediately mm-hmm. and we had a shared vision. So before we bought the property, we had done vision boards together. We had written down business plans. We had completely He was very business minded, it seems like. Yeah, he was very he was very he was more entrepreneurial than I was. I was working at the corporate office in my, you know, cute little suit. You so know that leadership mm-hmm. and the ability to educate you and to teach you something, I think that was a really big Absolutely. Absolutely. And so he was able to bring kind of that entrepreneurial business spirit. And for me, I was able to bring kind of that passion for real estate and kind of how those types of things worked. So even at the beginning, too, we had that balance, right, of, you know, everyone had something to bring to the table. And we decided that we was going to, you know, have the table and build the house around it together. And so we just, over time, just continued to build and grow. What would you say to women who are dating someone and they have it together. Mm-hmm. But the other person, they just have potential. Kira today or Kira uh, 15 years no, ago? We want 2023. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so 
as women, I think we are, it's so exciting and we're so great at seeing potential. Like yes. talking to my friends and like the people around me, potential is there. And potential, honestly, is really sexy. Yeah. Right? So we, we really enjoy potential. Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah. And we forget that piece because although there's potential, we as women also try to fix Right, so we're trying. We see the potential, and so we're trying to make sure you because see we it. We are nurturers. Because we're nurturers and, build, and builders, and we want to build you up, and we want to nurture you, and then and and sometimes it might not be in in a spirit. Yeah. Right, and so um, I think we have to be able to differentiate between the two. Like he has potential, and he's growing into this, and he's going to be all of these things. To I have to build you like build a bear. For you to reach that potential, that's never going that to work long term. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. It really is. And then he's resentful to you and you're resentful to him. And like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work long term. I've heard so many stories of the resent. Yeah. The, all of the resentfulness starts to happen. What is that rooted in? Yeah. Why is that happening? I think the resentment is, um... One, some insecurity, right, yeah. from from probably the male perspective, I'd assume, is insecurity. You're trying to fix me what's wrong with me as I am. And then as a woman, you know, you're trying to put all these pieces together because you want to create what you need for yourself. And it's like, well, why can't you just give me what I need? Yeah. Right? And so you have these two things, and it's going to constantly, it's going to constantly butt heads. And so I think as women, we have to see, acknowledge love and adore the the potential but also see acknowledge and adore him doing the work exactly <laughs> right exactly. him doing the work like he has to see that potential or own that potential or want that potential to become reality um and, and you can't do that the sacrifices to make that absolutely reality. because you know it's so crazy i was talking about this recently um in my interview with mm -hmm. 19 keys it's like yeah. women do want uh, they we want that leadership absolutely right and it is so sexy uh, i was talking to my best friend I'm like girl it is just sexy yeah. for a woman to have a man that has something that he can teach her absolutely and that's why men you know have to continue to educate themselves mm -hmm. because we want to learn from you right. you know we want to see that you have that gift and what i'm hearing from you is like yeah like my husband he was so business minded, you know, he was, he's the reason why I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. He taught me X, Y, and Z. And I think, you know, that is such a powerful thing. Do you think that that has played a role in your abilities to just also stay submissive throughout 10 years? Absolutely. Especially now there's tons of things. There's a meeting right now that he's on that I'm not part, right. Cause yeah. just knowing that he can handle it, he got it. And there's, you know, different calls and things that he's on that I won't join. And so, you know, later yeah. he can tell me, how did that call go? You oh, know, what like, they say? It's like, he got it. <laughs> he you got know, it. That's a word. Yeah. That is a word that women, yeah. we liked it. He got it. He got it. He got it. And I, and we spent a lot of time doing everything together and then knowing and acknowledging and trusting that each, that we each got it in our own spaces. And, and for important. even him to trust you know, me, if I'm in my in my femininity and I need to kind of flow and I'm not go, go, go like I used to, that she got it, yeah. right? And so we have that that mutual respect, which has been very helpful. Um, but yeah, he got, he got it. And you guys are building this together. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you can go home and say, hey, 
how did that work? Mm -hmm. So you think it's like really important, ladies? Yes, it is important yes. for you to have someone for sure that can teach you, mm -hmm. that can lead you, that can guide you, yeah. that is bringing something to the table, right? As well, and that you can learn from. Absolutely. Because you, we, we're looking for that. We're looking for that twenty four seven. Yeah. Like, what, what you gonna teach me today, baby? Absolutely. Teach me something. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what you learned today? Yeah, absolutely. Especially as as your own, you know, the direction that you're heading continues to, continues to shift and get bigger, and your visions get bigger. You want someone there they can not only see that, but see a little bit further. Yeah, you know? and also have the ability to execute. Exactly. Because there's a lot of talk, right? You know. One of the things that just drives me crazy is just talk, 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 yeah. talk. Yeah. No action. Right. 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 You want to see action behind it. Absolutely. Make something shake. Because women, as a woman, we need to feel that like stability. We need to feel that security. You know, we need to feel all those things. Absolutely. I'm so excited for you all. Thank like you. building this legacy and Thank just you. really building something that we've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. And you all are so young. Yeah. You know, you're empowering. Uh, it's just so many people, people are learning from you guys. Um, how important has it been for you to build your personal brand? Because I see you kind of like working on that. A yeah, bit. a little personal bit. Personal branding is key to you right now. Yeah. Tell me why. Are you coming out the shell a little bit? Yes, that's so funny. Yeah, I am. I think um, for a really long time, it's been, you know, I'm Kiara, one half of Charm City Buyers, right? Yeah. And so it's always been kind of this shared um, conversation, which is great. And I love that. Um, but she has things to say and feelings and just as an individual and be able to show up as her. Um, so yes, I have been kind of figuring out what that personal brand looks like and what that means and, and, um, and just having a good time. Yeah. yeah. So many women lose themselves exactly. in like their brands mm -hmm. or, you know, their careers. Mm -hmm. uh, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think it's because you, we want to kind of walk this fine line. So even kind of the Charm City Buyers brand, it's real estate, it's we're investing in community, we're in Baltimore, we're in the hood. Like, I feel like I need to be in, you know, Air Force Ones and a sweatshirt every day, but that's not all the way her, yeah. right? And so, and feeling comfortable in that um, and knowing that people are going to have something to say either way, any way that I show up or what I'm saying. Sometimes people in the comments like, you know, just talk about real estate. I'm like, first of all, you don't even know me. <laughs> you don't even know me like that. But also, like, get interested. I'm with all. I'm with all this. I'm with all of the stuff all yeah. the time. I am. I'm Fire one of them. Cracker. I'm one of them. Okay. But I, you know, I try to keep it cute. But don't test me. <laughs> um, so. Don't test me. Don't test but but yeah, so like you get those comments, and sometimes it gets to you. But I'm over it. We yeah. passed that. So. You're popping out. You're really putting yourself out there. I'm like, yeah, she's like, let me show you guys who I am mm -hmm. outside of that. And, and I love that, you, you know, that you're like, let me show you my personality. Mm -hmm. Let me show you that I can talk about other things outside of real estate. Right. Do you think it's important for more people to have brands that show that they are human being outside of just what they're doing in their careers all the time. I do because I've seen so many people get lost in their brand that mm. they build and and lose who they are at home or don't know how to look in the mirror at home and can only look at what's on the Instagram feed. Yeah. Like that's a crazy place to be. Um and so absolutely being able to stay true and connected to who you are beyond just, you know, the things that you choose to share online is super important. 
I love it. Yeah. All right, so let's transition a little bit. We have our newest segment. It's called Real Life Regrets. Okay. Um, we ask all of our guests one real life regret that you have uh, that you could talk about or go back and change yeah. with your kid today. Yeah, so real life regret. So I I learned from everything. So okay. I've made tons of mistakes along the way, but but definitely strive to, to learn from everything. Um, probably... The biggest regret I have, um, we actually, it worked out, but we could have stayed, our first property was in Connecticut, and it was just Clue and myself, and right before I had Michaela, I wanted to move back home to be close to family and all of that, Um, but we were building something there, Mm -hmm. and so I think had we stayed there, we may have been able to build a broader foundation to build from. Um, than picking up and, and leaving and coming to Baltimore. Now, clearly we made it shake, right? Okay. We made it work. Um, but staying in Connecticut and it just being me, Khalil, and Michaela could have been a really great experience for us as like a couple and a family before coming back and getting all the other people around all the time. Got it. So just having that intimate time. Yeah, just some more intimate time as a family when we were starting off. Okay, next thing is our CEO scroll. Yes. This is one thing that you were scrolling in yes. your soul or your feed that you were just like, caught your eye. Yes. Let's talk about it. You know what I saw that I thought was super cool? Uh, it was like on Baller Alert or something like that. And it was actually Wallow. Okay. From, um, uh, was it um, Worth a Game? What is it? Million, Million Dollars Worth a Game. Shout out to Wallow. Shout out to Wallow. And it was a video of him two weeks after getting out of prison and he was out on the street doing the same kind of you know like sharing his his inspiration what he was going to do he was talking about what he was going to do and i was like to have that level of confidence and foresight to have a camera in your face two weeks after being in jail for like 20 years to say all the things that you were going to do and accomplish and actually accomplish that is like so inspiring i was so inspired by that Especially as like, you know, doing content creation and all that stuff and not always wanting to have the camera on. And it was powerful to see him be who he is and have that much confidence in himself to know that he just needed his environment to catch up. Yeah. The crazy thing is, you know, shout out to Wallow. I actually Mm -hmm. talked to Wallow this morning. Okay. I was going back and forth about... Girl, go ahead. Name (laughs) Josh. About my podcast coming. One of the things that I will say is like, he is who he is. Yeah, I He love really that. cares about people. You know, he's like a big brother. If I have yeah. a question or anything is going on and he sees it, he's like, hey, you got to do this. He's really who he is. And I feel like he cares about people. And he will take the time to pick up the phone and call you. Be like, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Like, you can do this, this and that. And he just has, I think confidence is the key mm. that so many people don't realize it can change the trajectory of your life. Absolutely. It's really not anything outside of your confidence level. And when you have confidence and you have faith, anything is possible. Absolutely. Completely agree. And to watch him build this, like with the cell phone. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. Like that, I've watched them, and that's probably one of the, you know, the few podcasts I watch, that's one of them. Um, but watching that video, I was like, wow, like that's yeah. next level. And it literally made you probably start manifesting. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is it that I am not leaning into that I know that I have? Yeah. You know? 
What did you feel like that was? Um, I actually have been um, skirting around my own podcast for a while, so doing my own little thing. So I don't know. I'll call you. I'll let you know. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm here to support. Thank you. And I'll definitely come on. Yes. You know, because it wouldn't be, you know, a show without your friends. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. I'm only joking, but... Yes, I will plug. I'll plug it all day. So yes. let me know how I can support it. Says do it. I will. I know. Just do it. That's really just it. Do it's it. just doing it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Just do it and make it happen. And I'm so proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming here. Of course. Thank you for being on the show. Um, any words that you want to share with the audience before we wrap up? Yeah. So the girl CEO, uh, this whole your whole like tribe has such a reputation. So I'm so in awe of all that Thank you've you. done and accomplished. And for the other girl CEOs, I think it's it's all about what you said, right? Being confident, yes. having that faith, lean into it, and just get it done. That's I it. love it. And where can everyone find you? Yes. So you can find us at Charm City Buyers on Instagram. Um, Twitter and Facebook and we also have a YouTube channel Charm City Buyers Um, and if you want to figure out that whole personal brand thing I'm working on that's at Kiera001 alright guys thank you guys for tuning into the Girl CEO show until next time see you then it's the Girl CEO show run it up always on the grind you already know what's up everything from dating to life in the business covering it all like a boss For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done.